Good afternoon. Adam, how are you? I'm great. It's Monday and I'm mired in the crust of life. How are you doing? Mired in the crust of life also. Do you feel that was a weird idiom? I I, I thought crust kind of... I started and then went, oh, do you know what? Crust is not a great word. It seemed like an odd one. That's why I wanted to also be mired in the crust of... Are you mired in a good way? I'm all right. I'm tired. I am tired after. Um, I was handing in an essay today and I'd work as well and presentations and it was just one thing after another and I was working on the essay all weekend and I'm just... Ragged. Yeah, and I have a load of work to do. Um, But none of it's getting done tonight because I am baked. On the gange. I wish. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Not much coming from this this end. Speaking of people who must be off their rocker, uh, have you heard the latest from Monsignor John Bon Jovi? Like a squirrel, you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. This is terrible. Like his, his remake of Fairy Tale in New York is just dire. It's dire. Like that that I haven't heard it now, but I, I read that line. Like a squirrel, you're nuts. You're like a kick in the guts. He seems to have wanted to swerve that whole verse that is the back and forth. Well, first of all, to go back for a second, because you haven't heard it. He sings it on his own, even mm. though it's a duet. He takes both roles, despite the fact that he has a backing singer. Does he go high-pitched and pretend who is a, woman. a woman? No, he doesn't. He doesn't have any intonation at all. He just rattles off this conversation seemingly with himself, as if he's in the mirror on Christmas Eve, just like filled with a self-loathing that we all know John Bon Jovi is not capable of feeling. Yeah. Uh, so he sings it on his own. And yeah, so he gets to this, uh, the verse where Kirsten McCall and Shane McGowan are going back at each other. And whatever about the derogatory homosexual term that we discussed on previous podcasts, it seemed the line, um, you're an old slut on junk lying there almost dead on a trip in the bed was too far for his, for his like, New Jersey's glam rock sensibilities. So he changed that completely. And let me try and get the, the verse now. Yeah. You're a bum. You're a braggart. You've lost all your swagger. And the word around town is you ain't much in the bed. You're a squirrel because you're nuts. You're a kick in the gut. Happy Christmas, my arst. I'll be glad it's our last. Like. Why would you do that, though? Why? And he changed nothing else about the song. Just that verse. Like, the thing is. And even when they, they go on about the common theme of deriding homosexual word the like if you're i mean in real life people are nasty and that's what it was catching yeah and like this toxic relationship between two clearly unwell people it's it yeah absolutely so i mean like you you know you wouldn't read a book and go oh that murderer shouldn't be a murderer in fact he should be a lovely guy you know this the whole point of the thing is that is telling a story and these people aren't necessarily nice people. Yeah. And this is how they, they talk. And it's not like you or I have never heard anybody nastily use that word. Exactly. It's it, it's just such a spineless cover. And, and it really makes me just question, if he was going to compromise it, why do it anyway? Why put it on his Christmas album? Like, it's so unnecessary. Nobody, like, on, on YouTube, it's got three times as many dislikes as it's got likes, it's just universally panned. Like, what was he, what was he thinking? 
Uh, Shane McGowan came out in, in, in defence of him. He did, yeah. He just said, uh, to be honest, it, it felt a very conciliatory because he just kind of went, oh, yeah, um, fair play, John, well done. I really like the version of the song. But the actual Pogues Twitter page came out more like, yeah, it's shite. Yeah, yeah. It uh, Yeah, it, it boggles me. But it was really interesting hearing it sung as as not a duet. Like, because if you'd never heard the song before, you'd think... And how does he fill in for the girl part? Doesn't. He just keeps on singing the lines as if it's just one person singing. So when you get to that, like, beautiful kind of redeeming part of the song where it's like, it could have been someone, so could anyone, you know, and they're, and they're having this kind of heart to heart. It's just him saying those lines. And you're like, John Bond, who, what's the, where's the nuance here? John Bond. Oh, it's terrible. Does sound like it. Well, when I read that line about squirrels, I was like, what are you doing? How can you go to, yeah, you're an old slut on junk to you're a squirrel because you're nuts. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't capture, it doesn't capture the people at all. I mean, yeah, it's just wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wrong. I, I, I will, I will clip out the that verse and, and stick it in because I think up to eight seconds we can we can get away with it on copyrights i'll get in as much as i can just so people can get that bit maybe, of maybe if you just change the words we'd be able to use longer <laughs> <laughs> change change them to old slot and junk you're a bum you're a braggart you've lost all your swagger in the world around town you ain't much in the bed call a squirrel because you're nuts you're a kick in the gut happy christmas my ass i god it's our last <laughs> is like that is the best Christmas song, right? I do like the Clancy Brothers Christmas song. What's that? <laughs> Coming home from midnight mass. <laughs> That's the line I remember. <laughs> Have the Soul Doctors ever done a Christmas song? Uh not to my knowledge. They seem like they'd do a cracking Christmas song. They did have a song on Dustin the Turkey's album. But it wasn't really Christmas, even though they always came out at Christmas. So there was sort of probably a Christmas twinge to it, maybe. Hmm. What was that? We we talk about Dustin an awful lot on this health podcast. We do on this particular health podcast. It was, they did Spanish Lady. Oh, yeah. There you Spanish are. Lady, wash no, rare and candlelight. No, that was light. Dustin and Ronnie Drew. Oh, and the Saw Doctors. Jesus, the Saw that was a very... Tightly packed song. Yeah, remember they came in and was like, don't want to cause any fuss, no fuss. But he comes home with us, with us. Bring her back and first bus, first bus. Turkey, turkey, roast and stuffed. <laughs> they had the, that bit. The 90s was just mental. I, I guess I can imagine it coming out today, but as some sort of bizarre surrealist joke, where this was just for children. Well, it started out for children and then, then RT lost their way somewhere along the line. There's a, there's this, it's not a mural because it's not painted. It's just like a big printed sign above this, I think, closed coffee, coffee cup, coffee shop on the keys in Dublin. And it's got the RTE logo on it and it's got Dustin and Podge and Raj and I think another puppet. And it says, um, Saki the Sock Monster, maybe. It's likely Saki the Sock Monster, which is a horrible, the fact that someone went, oh yeah, our new character is going to be. Uh, um, a monster that grew in the back of a of a washing machine is a bit weird uh, but it, it basically just says the real money is going to to a bunch of Muppets and it's like wow who is paying for that to be there because it's been there for years I vaguely remember seeing this yeah like it's like 20 by, by 8 
It's just up from the Tara Street Dart Station. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know where it is. Are they paying for it? I just assumed they weren't. Well, someone paid for it to be there. I mean, it's not an ad, but like it, it's been there so long that like someone's doing something with it. There has to be backlash to it, like take that fucking thing down. You know, there's maintenance in not taking it down. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's there an awful long time. Yeah, fantastic piece of trolling, especially with the flagrant copyright. Mm. But anyway, how have you done any fitness this week? I Bringing have done theme. sweet fuck all fitness this week. Very little. Um, and largely just because between this essay and working, I've scarcely had the opportunity to move. I've been very much the same. Like last week, I, I pretty much didn't get a lunch break any day. And it was the same this week of just, just being up the walls at work. And it kind of had me thinking like... Is this a seasonal thing? Is this because people are trying to wrap up, you know, projects and stuff coming up to Christmas? Or mm. or is it just easier to knuckle in and just put up with shit when it's dark and, and awful? Because during the summer, I mean, it's possible we were just as busy. But when it's nice, you can just go, ah, look, I'm taking the half hour. I'm going out for a run. Like, where's that balance is, is so much harder in winter? Well, I think that the problem is when it comes to, like, in the summer, when it came to five o'clock, I was kind of just gagging to get out. Mm. Whereas when it comes to five o'clock now, regardless of whether I work or not, kind of looking out and it's piss and rain, kind of like, you know, yeah. I might just do another bit or whatever. And um, that's it. That's And that's really, at least for me, I'm finding it kind of hazardous to my, my, my whole mental side of things because, like I said earlier on, I'm, I've been working... We're recording now, I guess, like half nine and I haven't stopped working. This is my first break to stop working today to just record with you. Like it is that it's cold and there's nothing else to do. So just knuckle down and we should be pushing against that kind of thing. But then, you know, it's it's so easy to justify to yourself. Nah, just go on with it. You've nothing else to do anyway. And th- that should be part of a, a, a good health routine is going stop. Definitely. Telly. It's about getting that balance, but it's not always possible as well. Yeah. You know, there are deadlines and there's stuff to eat and stuff to meet. And I mean, it's important that it doesn't roll on indefinitely as so. Yeah. I'm the same. It's nine o'clock now and I haven't really. I, I went out there for a bit, but I was out doing jobs. So, you know, I haven't basically been working eye in the morning um, up until now. So. Sorry, Stephen, this just in. I've got a, I've, as I was Googling Saw Doctors and Dustin, this hit just was, was on Google among those res, uh, results and someone seems to have been in back in 2017 was trying to get those seo keywords in to to um have this article rate quite highly so this is from friday the 8th of december 2017 and it's dustin the turkey trying to repeal the 8th right but the 8th and I, again bear in mind this was 2017 when this was a really huge topic the 8th he was trying to appeal is the annual culture invasion of Dublin. Oh, wow. Yeah, politics can be lonely, but finally Dustin feels he has found a cause that unites people across Ireland. And then there's just this, what looks like, 800-word article written by Dustin the Turkey. Oh, it mentions Bon Jovi, that's kind of mad. And he, he he's just talking about wanting to stop culture. He's coming to Dublin on the 8th of December. This is super distasteful. Uh, tis a bit, yeah. And the article ends with repeal the 8th, but the whole, oh, wow, Dustin. Yeah, very, um, 
I didn't realize his right wing was his prominent one. <laughs> burn. Burn on that turkey. In the words of Dustin, as you all know, I've got a certain view of Colchis. I don't hate them and I'd never suggest a Colchie cull or anything like that. The truth is, I'm actually very fond of Colchis. I've been known from time to time to listen to the Saw Doctors. And while I lo- draw the line at Bon Jovi and Nathan Carter, I've listened to Meatloaf at weddings. And then he just goes on giving out about Colchis. And like, this... I, my mind is blown by this. Who in RTE went, hey, th- this would be funny. And then the Irish Times went, yeah, cool. Bang it on over there. We'll slap it out. Was it RTE who put it out? Well, RTE kind of are Dustin. Do you know what I mean? Dustin is RTE. It couldn't have. I, I, I doubt the guy who voices Dustin. Sorry to break that fucking kayfabe there that he's not a real turkey. But he wouldn't have been allowed to do something like this without RTE's permission, I assume. Is this, what was it on? I'll send you the link now. It's on the Irish Times. Oh, yeah, you'd imagine the Irish Times wouldn't just be sort of, um, I don't know what's the correct word, sort of just pulling shite out of there. My mission with Colchis has always been to simply kind of fix them through conversion therapy. What is going on in this turkey's mind? Well, yeah, that's a lot of stuff to be bringing up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have talked about Dustin too much to uncover now that he, we've made him into a... Uh, a folk hero we, you, you know you sang one of his songs and now oh this is like finding out that like deep down Dahi O'Shea is just super racist is John Bon Jovi a kind of a Kulshi type person I no don't... he's not I think he just is for some reason making a joke that Bon Jovi is country music or maybe saying that Kulshi's like Bon Jovi I, I wouldn't have like I just never put that as a, an association I thought Bon Jovi was sort of Whatever you're having yourself. Mm. You know, kind of uh, universally popular, but... I saw a video of uh, Bon Jovi on the YouTube. I went through this kind of phase of buskers who are singing on the street and then the singer passes them and is generally sound. Like, there's a great video of Rod Stewart or Steve Tyler from, from Aerosmith meeting people who are singing their songs on the street and they they join in with them and it's really nice. But there's this one video from a wedding it's like the standard, you know, high energy wedding band and there's a female singer who is just really giving everyone their money's worth. But Bon Jovi is at the wedding oh, yeah? and she is not letting it go that he needs to sing Living on a Prayer with her. Right. And she just like she goes up to him and he's just like, no, no. But almost like it's not cringe because he's just being a bit of a, a douchebag about it. He's like, I'm Bon Jovi. I don't get up to sing at weddings, even though he's a fucking guest at this wedding. Like... So she she's having none of it. He has to get up and he gets up there and is just standing there like seething, singing half a verse of Living on a Prayer. And she's loving it because she's singing with Bon Jovi. But he is just, Hated. oh, oh, the, the, you can feel the anger coming out the screen. And then he just passes the mic back to her and fucks off to sulk. And it's just amazing. I kind of feel for him, though, on that, because, I mean, it's your day off last fucking thing you want is to be working well, on your day off. But then you stipulate, like, if I was if I was the groom and John Bon Jovi was coming to my wedding, I'd say, look, Bon Jovi is here. Maybe don't play any of his music because that would be a little weird. Yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could. I probably should say that. It sounded very much like that should be implied anyway. Yeah. You know. Like Have you ever been at a wedding that a famous person was there? Every wedding I've ever been to. You're just always followed by Michael O'Leary who upstages <laughs> you at weddings. Not famous, famous, I don't think. You know, 
I've been to weddings where people who are known are at it, but not not famous. Yeah. Not but that, that would kind of would kind of suck. Like, wouldn't it? Like, it's your day, and everyone's just like, "Oh shit, it's Lucy Kennedy." Do you know what would really suck if John Bon Jovi wore white? <laughs> that would suck. Is that a rule? You're not allowed. You're, only the bride is allowed to wear white. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, if you you're sort of Robin Thunder, if you. I remember years ago, and I can't even remember if it's true or not. I just heard like this story from multiple people that. Uh, like back before computers in some local newspaper, the they were doing a write up on a wedding, mm. but the writers, one of the writers keys was broke and they it somehow didn't get picked up by the editor or maybe the note didn't make it across. And so in the wedding article, it was the ride looked gorgeous in white, uh, the groom and his blushing ride uh, had a fantastic day. That's quite funny. It's very good. And even at that, it would be blushing ride. Lush, it would be lushing right, <laughs> which is kind of funnier again. Oh, it's yeah. I just love, I love typos. That and watching videos of of live news bloopers on YouTube is how I pass my day. The, instead of running like I should be. One of my favorite ever typos in a newspaper that I came across. It was commenting on a soccer match, and it just worked perfectly because, um, say it was. I, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody not of note. But just say Maradona took a shit from 20 yards and missed mm-hmm. so badly that the keeper was really surprised or something like that. <laughs> Which I just, you know, just that little, little typo had such a knock-on effect. Well, it's great when these things make it past every proof phase and get out to the public because you know... As soon as that goes out, someone internally is getting read the riot act. Yeah. Like there was a there was a ga calendar. You'll probably have better info on this than I will, just because it's more your kind of stomping ground. But I remember maybe twenty years ago or ten years ago, there was a ga calendar that went out and one of the hurdlers on us, uh, his dick was out. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was out kind of just dangling below his shorts. Yeah. Um my favourite one was the one Jackie Healy, or not Jackie, um, Michael Healy Ray put out a calendar and there was like arbitrary amounts of days in each month and days were just <laughs> missing. <laughs> it was like, how do you even, how does that happen? I've never heard about that. That's fantastic. I actually got one of those calendars when it happened. I think um got in touch with maybe Anthony Reardon, I think it was, who's from mm. Cahir Sivine and got him to get me one of the when the calendars and it's just brilliant because there's inexplicably just numbers missing off the calendar and like it's the most it's the most useless thing <laughs> but it, it couldn't have come from a better source do you know what i mean like of course the helio race calendar is missing days that's beautiful yeah oh yeah i mean that's what made it and then there's people saying that oh he did it on purpose because of the press attention he'd get for it but like I don't think so. I don't think anyone wrong press attention. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he did certainly get press attention. It was a notable news item. It was the Four Seasons parking lot of our of our generation. God, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? Did you ever watch Veep? Yes, um, the first season. Which there's a there's a mad thing in Veep. In within three episodes of it starting, they went from saying the word cunt to barely swearing at all. I wonder what happened. Yeah, because like, 
Veep is basically just an American take of it, you know, both by the same dude, both same, you know, political show. But I liked Veep. It was good. It had it, it gave that kind of American sitcom heart to the kind of stinging point of Iannucci, which was a was a good, a good combination, I think. I preferred it to the thick of it. Oh, interesting. The thick of it. I did never really got into the thick of it. I thought, if you'll pardon the expression, I never really got into it. I found it fine, but I far preferred Veep. I must go back and watch Veep now because I've got nothing to watch over the next couple of months. I, I binged the hell out of that new Irish Victorian show recently. And oh, I watched, having... I've watched all that as well. The one... Do you uh, like it? It was okay. It curved off. I started really strong, curved off a bit, I felt. I really liked it, uh, Dead Still, just for, for our listeners. I, I think it, it had... I don't know, it's, it's not something you ever kind of picture on RTE either. And it's written by a guy from Kilkenny who I've been a big fan of for a long time. Who uh, it, It's cool to see to who, see his work. Kind of who given. is it? Uh, John Morton. We went to see one of his plays in Kilkenny one time about... Uh, a flying column. I didn't. I w- was meant to go with you, I think, to it. And I didn't, as far as I remember. I think I was working or I had something on. Or I Are you sure? I remember you being there. I don't Maybe it just didn't make a very big impression. Maybe I, I don't recall. Where Where would it have been? The Watergate? Yeah. I See, I don't ever remember being in the Watergate. Maybe it was your more successful brother I went with. Maybe, maybe. How is um, he doing? Is he is he still... I suppose their season is finished now, has it? Their season is finished. And incidentally, were you watching the All-Ireland at the weekend? No. Uh, Limerick are All-Ireland champions again. Oh, shit. I, I missed this completely. The All-Ireland hurling champions. Yep. Who did they beat? Waterford. Ah. Who, go on, Limerick. Who? Up the... I don't even know up the what? Up the... Treaty. Oh, yes, of course. So yeah. if Richie had stayed around, would he have gotten a game? I doubt it just because, like, you know, very speculative, but he 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 never played senior with Limerick. He played intermediate and under 21. So is he kind of going for a, like a Count of Monte Cristo type thing now where he's going to become, you know, do his grind in Donegal <laughs> and then come back and just like eliminate everyone on the team and take over? I'd say somehow he's he's going to be quite happy to plod away with Donegal because they're going up this year and they'll be in the Christie Ring competition, which which will be a new new stamping ground, but it'd be a big ask for them to actually make progress in it. Ring is a terrible surname. Do you think? Yeah. Just because of, because of its, uh, its allusion to a butthole. Yeah. I kind of associate it, though, kind of generally normal, so it doesn't even occur to me that it has the butthole connotation. Just shows where my mind is. He's an interesting fella. Was su- super fit until he was like, he was well in his 40s, I think, when he retired from playing with Cork. Was he the fella who used to smoke on the pitch? I doubt it. He was, he was really fit. Um, mm. But, God, yeah, thinking back, I remember. I remember people smoking on the sideline was just such a common. Yeah, I remember hearing a story. Now, I don't know if it was about, about a hurler or a footballer, where basically he'd have a cigarette and he'd run up to the other end of the pitch and the, the person on the side would have to follow him with his cigarette and hand it to him at the other end. One thing that rather tickled me was, I think it was back in 1985, and I think Offaly got to the All-Ireland final. And when Offaly got to the All-Ireland final, um, the manager was asked, like, how seriously are they taking this? And it's like, there's men in that dressing room who haven't had a drop of beer since Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. That's real Irish dedication. Um, and speaking of real Irish dedication, what do you want to dedicate as your thing you're thankful for this week? Time off to rest. When it comes, and I'm feeling it now, I'm like, okay, granted, it's 10 o'clock in the evening, but I'm not going to do another tap this evening after this is done. And will you that, go to bed late now? Um, Not tonight, because I'm tired, but I will probably vegetate. Fantastic. That's a good thing to be thankful for. Very simple, everyday thing. I like it. Mm-hmm. How about you? I was going to say the same thing, but I know I'm going to have to go back to work now, and also, I have no time to rest this week, but I, I, I'm living for it i guess you say you're living on a prayer there's a there's a line in that where have you heard of mondegreens not personally a mondegreen is when you mix up a word in a song and you think it's something else uh like famously uh in Jimi hendrix song purple haze where he goes uh excuse me while i kiss the sky people think he's saying excuse me while i kiss this guy Oh, yeah, or the one I, you know, that song, I put my seed in your bush for life. I was like, seed? No. I always thought it was seed. And I was like, just imagine what someone is fucking, that? I don't know, you'd have to Google the lyric. Yeah, I will. Uh, I put, put my, my seed, seed in her bush in for life. The seed by the roots. Nine. Jesus, that's a, that's a deep pull for you. What was it? Uh, the roots. Oh. No, the one with, with uh, Bon Jovi is Tommy used to work on the dart. Tommy used to work on the dart. Which was good. Mm. Um, do you know what? That's what I'm going to be thankful for this week is misheard song lyrics. Misheard song lyrics. Well, you'd love Peter Kay. Would I? He He's always mishearing things. I, do you know what? I just typed in misheard song lyrics into Google and Peter Kay came up right with it. Mm. There That's you are. That's disappointing. Money for nothing and chips for free. <laughs> then I saw her face. Now I'm going to leave her. On that note, have a good evening and up yours. Oh, Jesus, there's an airplane flying over. I hope people get an earful of that. Enjoy your work. I will. Stay away from yourself. I won't. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. An old man said to me, won't see another one. And then he sang a song, rare old mountain dew. I turn my face away and dream about you. Got on a lucky one, came in This is for me and you So a happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true Big as bars, they've got rivers of gold. New roads right through you, the place for the old. You first took my hand on that cold Christmas Eve. You promised me Broadway was waiting for me. You 
were handsome, you were pretty Queen of New York City With the band started playing They held out for more Sinatra was swinging All the drunks they were singing On the kiss on the corner And danced to the night The boys from the NYPD choir were singing Galway Bay And the bells are ringing out For Christmas Day You're a bum, you're a braggart You've lost all your swagger In the world around town You ain't much in the bed Call a squirrel cause you're nuts You're a kick in the gut Happy Christmas, my ass I pray God it's our last The boys from the NYPD Choir's just singing Galway Bay And the bells were ringing out For Christmas Day took my dreams from me when I first found me. I kept them with me, babe, and put them with my own. Can't make it all alone. I built my dreams around me. The boys from the NYPD choirs just singing Galway Bay, and the bells are ringing out. For Christmas Day Get his jump on. <laughs> 